Welcome back to Hashtag No Filter. I'm Zach Peter, and I am back. I'm back from Chicago, and I'm trying my best to, to um, what's the word? To project my voice as much as, as, as much of it is left. Um, I was in Chicago last week, and it was so cold. I was freezing. It was, um, it was below 30. Or it, yeah, it was it was thirty degree. It was around that region, which is really cold for me, because basically when it drops below like sixty five here in LA, I'm freezing. So when I was out there, I was dying. I had to have like a fur jacket and a scarf and gloves, yeah. and they were laughing at me. Um, but I'm back and I'm trying to recover. Um, I had an awful flu over the weekend, um, and I'm doing a lot better. My voice is still gone. But I hope my guest today doesn't hold it against me because she's going to be helping me. Um, because today we're talking about love. Love is in the air. It is Valentine's Day. We are going to be talking about dating and do's and don'ts. And she and we're going to be helping some people through some of their uh, Valentine's Day disaster stories. And hopefully helping you guys not make some of these same mistakes. So please welcome back. I love her. Founder of lovesuccessfully.com, Samantha Burns. Woo! Hello, Zach. I'm glad you're feeling a little better and I can do the talking for you today. Yes. That <laughs> Yay. Sam, you're going to have to co-host this show pretty soon because you're on all the time and I love it because you are, you've become like our, our relation, our dating um, and love expert here on Hashtag No Filter. Oh, yay. I'm so glad. So I decided that, you know, I call myself Boston's love expert, but I'm really stepping into the millennial love expert role. So, you know, coast to coast, I would love that. Just, you know, rocking all the the advice um, in the dating relationship world. Yes, you're actually um, working with Your Tango? I am. I work with Your Tango and a number of other sites. I actually just started writing for Brides Magazine. Ooh, fun. Yeah. But Your Tango is awesome. They give such, I I love the writers on that site. They give really kind of insightful, but truthful love advice. Okay. I'm going to do something because I have this new board, this fancy new little board with all of these fun little sound effects that I've never used before. And now this whole little setup is really cool. So in response to that, I am going to do. Yay! That was fun. <laughs> okay, I'm going to play with that all day. Um, that's awesome, Sam. I um, I love reading your articles on on, on your tango, and I'm excited. Um, how's the book coming along? So funny you should ask me. I actually got off the phone earlier today with a book agent who found me on Instagram. So if anyone Ooh. out there is listening my I'm at love successfully and she found me and she's looking for a millennial dating expert Um, and she liked the idea of my book which is called breaking up and bouncing back about how to survive a soul crushing breakup and establish foundational skills to a happy and healthy dating life and so we were just talking today about potentially um, publishing because I've been toying around with self-publishing which seems to be all the rage nowadays, yeah. uh, so figuring out what's best. And I'm so excited because it sounds like it will be coming out soon, and I'm actually tweaking my website to that. Fun. I know. Your website is so um, – it's interactive and it's fun. I like it. So yeah, I, thank you. Everybody needs like- to go check out lovesuccessfully.com. Yes, people can actually fill out what I call my love surveys, and yes. it collects people's 
personal experiences with different topics that I asked for about in these surveys, and then I use that to influence my writing, to collect data. Um, just today, I got an email from someone who said that they just filled out the, you know, are you waiting to get married or do you want to get married uh, survey and said she's in she's in that boat, so she's curious as to what my research will will tell us because she's been waiting for her boyfriend to propose for some time now, and I think she's frustrating that the boyfriend has not proposed yet. Ah, that's so annoying. Yes. When and then, guys need to... If, if, okay, Let, let's talk about that real briefly. I know that's not on today's topic, but that just got me started. I feel like, I mean, you you should both be on the same page, right? You should both know when it's time, or do girls kind of push that a little bit? I almost think that something is wrong when it's a surprise. An engagement, yes. a marriage should never be a surprise. It should be something that is thought out, is talked about, yes. is planned. You talk about your values, all these things to lead towards the relationship. So if it's a surprise, um, it's kind of like one person, usually the man was thinking it and the, the woman wasn't. So that's concerning because you haven't prepared. Okay. I don't, I don't know how appropriate that one was. That wasn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but yes, yes, you nailed that. Yeah. Oh, and speaking, actually, you know, it's funny. Um, use the word you nailed that i just wrote when you mentioned your tango i had also published a blog for valentine's day on the good men project and your tango it's on both of the sites right now called how to nail her valentine's day gift this year Ooh, okay and the idea behind it have you ever heard of the love languages yes i have so for any I've listeners done it. who don't you have you took the assessment i did do you know what your top languages are I don't remember. Do you? There, there aren't many of them. Do you want to no, refresh so my mind? I'm pretty five. sure I'll remember which yeah, which so ones five I got. Are words of affirmation, mm-hmm. which means that you like to receive love through praise, through people saying "I love you" or telling you how wonderful you are. Mm-hmm. There's acts of service, which is when you like to receive love because people do things to relieve stress in your life. Maybe they clean the house or do the dishes or gas up your car for you. Yes, yeah, I don't gifts. like that one. That one's not you me. You don't like that one. Gifts is when you like to receive gifts, but it's not so much about the material item. It's about the idea and thought behind the gift. Yeah, I'm not that one either. There's quality time, which is spending undivided time together. Yeah, that one one was high on my list, was quality time. And then lastly, there's physical touch, which is not just sex, but, you know, um, cuddling, affection, hugging, kissing, all of that good stuff. I think I was right in the middle with that one. So I think I was more the first one, which was, what was the first one again? Words of affirmation. So oh, praise probably. and sharing I love, feelings. I love getting my ego And quality stroked. time for you. Yeah. So the gist of my article was that I basically created five different Valentine's Day gifts based on oh, your partner's smart. love language. That's smart. Yeah, so it's kind of a slam dunk. So as long as you know what your partner likes to do, you know, I gave you some ideas. But then Valentine's Day Day to me is more than just, you know, a holiday to give each other chocolate and flowers. It's to really kind of, it's like a little wake-up call. Like, hey, let's let's check into our relationship. Let's prioritize each other. So the article kind of broke down different ways you can speak the love language on a more regular basis and use Valentine's Day as like a launching off point. 
I like that. So are these articles that you write for Your Tango and other websites, are they linked on lovesuccessfully.com? They are. So okay. you don't have to go around searching Yay. on different websites. You can check it all out at lovesuccessfully.com. Someone that's smart at internet marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I try. It takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay. Well, I'm going to check that one out. Um but I want, okay, so let's start off with, I want to talk about the biggest do's and don'ts for Valentine's Day, okay? Yes. Okay, so we're going to do it for uh, singles, people newly dating, and for people in committed relationships. So let's start with the three, I want your three biggest do's for when you're single, Sam, for Valentine's Day. Three things that people should do this Valentine's Day if they're single. So you should go out. To a singles event or just go out. Okay. Um, because you could sit there. It's easier to give you a do not. So you should go out. You should have a positive attitude about meeting people. Okay. And you should grab a friend in case you feel intimidated to go put yourself out there alone. Okay. See, so that sounds like we should not be doing the anti-Valentine's Day. My thing about the anti-Valentine's Day is just that dating is already has its own kind of negative energy around it anyway. So yeah. why kind of create this pity party? I fully feel like you get out of dating what you put into it, and we can surround ourselves with positive energy and enthusiasm and optimism, or we can surround ourselves with, you know, cynical attitudes and pessimism and, you know, have a haters party, um, which is, you know, if that's your, if that's your stick and that's your thing, that's, that's, I guess it's okay. But I really feel like if you could take that energy and put it towards getting out of the house, meeting other people, um, it's a great opportunity. There's so many events. I'm doing one, you know, I partnered up um, to do an event for Valentine's Day here in Boston and it's just a singles night where everyone can come out. I'll be dishing gaming advice. They get some free drinks. And it's just a really great opportunity to go meet other people. No pressure. Um, and, you know, that's, that's better, in my opinion, than sitting at home and kind of feeling sorry for yourself that you're single. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in that singles category right now. And I think, I don't know, for me, I like... I know this is probably not great. I should get out a lot more, but I kind of like to just stay in and, and enjoy my time to myself. But I get what you're saying. I I think I should go out more and put myself well, out there more. I think that it depends. Like if a relationship is a priority for you right now, then you get out of the dating what you put into it. So you have to make True. it a priority. But if you're kind of enjoying, nothing's wrong with being single. I'm right. all about if you're happy and single and doing your thing and have activities you like and you're not sad about it, then that's great. Own it and be happy. Right. Um, but if you're not happy and you're feeling a little down or miserable about it, that's when, you know, nothing's going to change if you just kind of sit there and twiddle your thumbs at home. Right. Well, so here's my thing. I'm not actively looking for a relationship, but at the same time, I don't mind going out and dating. For me, dating is an experience and it's and it's become something that I no longer do as a chore or do to find a relationship. I do it for fun because for me, the more dates that I go on and the more people that I interact with, the more that I tend to learn about myself and what I like and what I don't like. And so that's kind of how I've 
you know, taken a lot of things in my life, especially this year. And I know this year, this year just started, but I feel like that's the the approach that I'm taking this year, um, especially when it comes to dating. And I did it a lot at the end of last year, you know, go on as many dates with as many different people that I probably would never normally go out with just for the hell of it. And, 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 and normally they end up being great nights or they end up being awful nights and they're great stories for another book that I can probably write. I literally just wrote that probably exact same sentence <laughs> breaking up and bouncing back when I was editing it. It's like worst case scenario, it's a dating dud and it's a, or just dating, a dating disaster and that makes for a great story yes. if we can keep our attitude positive. Um, but I love that what you said there about going out, dating different types of people that you may not normally not have put yourself out there to get to know. And through that process, you reflect on your love lessons learned. You learn more about yourself, what you want and what you don't want. And that makes you a smarter dater. Yes. Okay. Now let's move on to um, to daters. So when it's your first date, what are the three biggest do's and don'ts for Valentine's Day? So when it's your first date on Valentine's Day, first of all, personally, I feel like maybe the biggest don't is going on a first date on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's Day kind of awkward. It's, yeah, there's and a it lot puts of a lot of pressure. There. Yeah. Um, so this date, this Valentine's Day actually falls on a Sunday and it's a holiday on Monday. So I know people are mm. also just kind of treating it like a long weekend. But yeah. um, I think, I think you know, don't go have fun with your friends or go out to a party versus setting up a a one-on-one date. But if it's a first date, you know, a don't would be don't bring a gift because I already feel like there's enough pressure to then throw chocolates or flowers or like a card on top of it. Again, just way too much pressure. Um, And I think sometimes too, it's harder you know, we're all nice and we, it's hard enough telling someone that we're not interested or letting someone down or disappointing them. You know, if you show up with this big bouquet and you're a nice, kind, thoughtful, gracious person, it's so hard to tell someone that you're not interested, you know, when they're, when they've left you with this, you know, really beautiful bouquet or this box of chocolates. So I think wait to do those types of nice gestures once you've already met um, one or two times and there's already kind of a chemistry that's been established. Okay. Let's now, see, anything else? That, I don't know if that was three, but I'm just rattling off dating advice here. No, that's that's fine. We don't, oh. we don't, we don't need to follow all the rules. Okay. Well, one other <sighs> thing that just came to mind was the idea, um, you know, sometimes people ask, you know, do I go out on a one-on-one date? Do I go on a group date? Yes. What's dating etiquette? Okay. It is never okay to go on a group date as a first date. Um, I don't Could you imagine that? A group date as a first date on Valentine's Day. Like, that's pretty depressing. It's so depressing. And I even, even if someone's sending you up on a blind date, I just feel like, put on your big girl panties <laughs> and go out there and meet this person without like the safety blanket of your friends. Um, that just yeah. really bothers me. I think when you, you have to be confident to date and when you need to go out in a group setting for a first date, it just feels very um, insecure to me. No, totally. Okay. So now let's talk about people in committed relationships. So when you're in a relationship and and not like a new relationship, but a relationship that's that's been happening for a minute. What are your biggest do's and don'ts for Valentine's Day? 
your biggest don'ts are to not do anything to celebrate because you're going to be living that one down for a long time. <laughs> um, even, like, for some reason, I feel like more men moan and groan about this than women. But, every, you know, I hear the complaints that Valentine's Day is just a commercial holiday where, you know, they just want your money or yeah. I'm not going to support this. And I just feel like you don't need to, like, poo-poo it for everyone because yeah. people do get excited about it. And regardless or not, they're... You know, you should be celebrating and prioritizing your partner all days, but what's so wrong with having a day to kind of celebrate each other or give each other a little bit of extra attention? I personally think it's sweet, and, you know, it's it's important to use it as a day just to kind of, like I said, check in and use Valentine's Day as a launching pad for further intimacy and connection in your relationship. Um. So the best thing you can do is speak to your partner in their love language. Like a do is knowing how does your partner like to receive love. So if you went and you planned, um, you know, you got your partner this really thoughtful gift, but you were really, really busy and had to work that day and their love language is quality time, you're probably not going to be too happy with the gift and they would much rather spend that day with your undivided attention. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want I want to get the guy that started this love language thing on this show. I think I reached out to him, but at the time scheduling just didn't work out. But I want yeah. him. On, I I love this love language thing. It makes a lot of sense, and I it work really with does. couples and individuals all the time as one of my therapy tools because you can be saying "I love you" to your partner in the way that you like to show love. But if that's not the way your partner likes to receive love, then it's not, you're not connecting, right? There's a disconnect and it's kind of a waste. So your biggest goal in a committed relationship is to learn how to say I love you the way your partner wants to hear it. Yes. So I know, for example, my husband is really in, big into words of affirmation. So whenever, you know, he did something well or I want to connect I'll write him like a cute little card or I'll send a thoughtful text because I know that that's way more valuable to him than me cooking dinner that night yeah you know as an example of acts of service that I, I think that I think everybody should go and do that because then it makes it so much easier for I think just the people around you I mean yes of course in your relationship but I think just the people around you to understand you know, like like if somebody understood my love languages, then they would know the best way to communicate to me. And they would know, you know, talking to me and spending quality time with me means a lot more than buying me something nice and expensive or doing something extravagant for me. Right. And I think it just creates more connection Absolutely. and better communication. I mean, I think about... Um, physical touch for me like if I'm upset with my husband or if I'm just feeling disconnected all he has to do is literally just come over and hug me or run his hands in my hair and all of a sudden I feel calmer I feel more connected I feel more lovingly so they really it's a great point if you could get um I believe it's Gary Chapman on the phone I think that would be a really wonderful uh, podcast to listen to. I would love to have him on my podcast. I would love to just pick his brain for an hour. Yeah. Good stuff. He's like definitely <laughs> really changed, I think, this tool for couples therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about some Valentine's Day disasters. Okay. So I call this Valentine's Day disaster dates and bouncing back. Yes. 
Okay. So, well, first, do you have a really bad Valentine's Day story that you want to share? Oh, I actually don't have. I'm I'm no fun. For the most part, my Valentine's Day experiences have been pretty good, if not cheesy. My husband has <laughs> actually decided, like, we declared our boyfriend-girlfriend title on Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. So, super sappy there, but it just, we thought it would be easy to remember that way. <laughs> <laughs> appropriate was, noise sound. <laughs> really loud. <laughs> um, Sorry. So otherwise it was good. And then last last year we had a terrible blizzard in Boston. I actually felt really bad for all the Boston businesses, for the restaurants, because it was, you know, a ban on public transportation. Like you weren't allowed outside, basically. So Valentine's uh. Day was pretty much ruined for everyone here last year in the city. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the hang of this. Um, How okay. about you, though? Do you have any terrible? None that are terrible. I mean, if anything, they're just, like, uneventful. But, like, yeah. nothing, I mean, like, I almost want a really bad story to share. I mean, no, I mean, nothing that's, like, noteworthy, you know? Yeah. Do you think that it's appropriate if you don't have a date and you're refusing to go out um, to a single event to sit home and eat boxes of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> boxes and chocolate and vodka. Um, where well, You were there last year? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think... I think some I think you can do some nights in, you know, a little a little self care with some friends, maybe, you know, a fun night in with some chocolate and some drinks and maybe watch Valentine's Day the movie. God, that sounds cheesy. Um, yeah. but but maybe that's that that's just what you need. Or I think go out, but as long as you're not trying to avoid it because you're trying to avoid, you know, something personally, then I think enjoy yourself, right? Yes. Okay, so let's. So this first story. So these are all from my friends that I've been texting for the past twenty four hours, telling me to send me um, just like their worst Valentine's Day dates. Okay. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so this first one comes from. Okay, so this is by Kate. I've changed the names because none of them will allow me to use their real names. <laughs> So this is Kate, um, and Kate's boyfriend. really a man, <laughs> <laughs> right? Kate's boyfriend um, did not want to celebrate Valentine's Day one year and actually refused to celebrate it so much so that she even tried to plan like a nice dinner at her at her apartment, and she invited him over. He came over, refused to acknowledge that it was Valentine's Day, refused to wish her happy Valentine's Day, um, and just tried to like avoid the whole event altogether. So is this a current Some boyfriend, boyfriend or is this an ex? No, this is definitely an ex, and now we know why. Yes, exactly. Okay, that is the worst excuse. If your partner is refusing to celebrate Valentine's Day, I just think that there's such a bigger picture problem where they're not able to prioritize your happiness or to go in some way, like, quote, inconvenience themselves, which it shouldn't even be because they should be wanting to make you happy. But if they can't even suck it up for that, then... You know, I think you're you're not going to be too happy moving forward. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, why are you even with this guy, Kate? Really, Kate? Yeah, Kate, get it really? together. Really? Get it together. Okay, this next one comes from Monica. 
And <laughs> Monica says that she was on a date. The date went well. She came back to hang out um, at his house with some of his friends. And then when uh, her date found out that it was that time of the month, he told her to leave. No way. That didn't yes, really happen. That really happened. I mean, please tell me that Monica is no longer with this guy either. No, I think I think this was one of those cases where it was a first date. Oh, um, and clearly, all, clearly a terrible guys. idea. This is why you don't have first dates on Valentine's Day, guys. Or or group dates. Or group dates, yes. That's like two in one. That's awful. Um, okay, ladies, anytime a man doesn't want to hang out with you because it's that time of the month means that you just should never hang out with him again. Exactly. He's only in it for one thing, and we know what it is. Yes, and then my interpretation of this was that she came back to his house where there were some of his guy friends there. I mean, if you didn't have any of, like, your friends or enough girl, or at least a solid girlfriend with you to bring, that should have never been a situation you put yourself in. Never. On a first date, we don't know who this guy is or what you're walking into. That's just really Mm -hmm. unsafe, so good point there. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, this next one comes from Lisa. My date was a total jerk. So now with this one, he was completely into himself, just talked about himself the whole time, was very um, self-absorbed, and then he uh, made her split the check. Hmm. Um, I'm just laughing because I was literally just writing about that as well in my like dating etiquette 101, basically, is that... Yes, I want to know about that. About okay. going Here's Dutch, like in, in this case, yeah. Well, first of all, he sounds a little narcissistic, mm-hmm. and you know, welcome I would, to Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, secondly, here's my thoughts about splitting the bill. First of all, I'm all about breaking down gender roles, mm-hmm. but there's something very traditional that works about a man paying for a first date. Yeah, and I think that in traditional dating, um. It's okay. In fact, encourage, let him pay for the first, I say, almost like three to five dates. There's not a magic number, but the idea is, evolutionarily speaking, um, women are attracted to men who are socially dominant, who could provide for them, who could hunt and gather for them and make sure that their offspring could survive. And how that translates into modern-day dating is, you know, can this person put food on the table? Can they pay for it? Could they help you survive? And I know it sounds kind of outdated, but that is how we are biologically innately wired. And so allowing the man this opportunity to show that he can court you, you know, just temporarily, this isn't forever. And if it sounds like he's a keeper and he's someone that you want to date moving forward, it's important to then have a discussion about this dynamic and why it bothers you or you guys can then kind of you'll be more comfortable at that point to talk about how you split the bill or maybe my husband likes the rule that if you plan the date you pay for the date so if it's your idea that says oh like let's go ice skating all right well then it's your job to pay for the ice skating date if he says let's go to the museum it's his job to pay so that's kind of two different ways that i that i like that i think you know, traditionally speaking, there's a reason why, you know, it's important to be courted as a woman. Yeah. And I think like I like for me, I think if if you're the one asking out the other person, then then 
I think it would be nice of you to take responsibility for the bill. Yes. The other really big pet peeve of mine is that a lot of times women will come into me for dating coaching and they'll say, he let me pay for the bill or he let me split the bill. You know, I'm not going on a second date with him. So then once I explore what happened, they'll, the bill will come. The woman will offer to pay. The man will say, no, thanks. I got this. It's on me. And instead of just saying, oh, thank you. I'm so appreciative. She says, oh, are you sure? No, I feel bad. Let me pay and pushes the topic to the point where it's awkward. And he then she insists. And so he allows the bill to be split, split. And then she leaves and is pissed and won't go out And with then him she's again. mad that she got what she asked for. Totally. <laughs> so I just say, why make it all drawn out and more uncomfortable? Let him pay. Be gracious about it. You should always offer. Like, never assume this person is going to pay. But usually, if you, like, take out your wallet or say, oh, here, let, let me see the bill, the, the gentleman will say, oh, I got this. It's on me or it's my treat. In which case, again, express appreciation and gratitude and then move on. But don't sit there and argue over it because it's going to become uncomfortable. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Sam, for prepping us for Valentine's Day. I You're feel very like, welcome. I, I feel hope like... everyone has a great time and I know. get to do something fun. I know. Now I want to actually do something fun, and I'm hoping I'm well enough to actually do it. I hope so, too. I have a, um, I have like a Valentine's Day breakfast tradition where I make oh. pancakes that I put in food dyes, so I make them like different shades of red and pink. Ah. And that's like my that's thing. That's cute. For your yeah. husband? Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, for some random stranger some that random you found stranger. on Tinder. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I hope you have a wonderful pancake, pink pancake-filled Valentine's Day with your husband, Sam. Everybody Thank needs you to go. So much. Yes, of course. Everybody needs to go check out loveactually.com and read Sam's tips. Oh, I'm Love so... Actually, it's only the best <laughs> movie ever. Yes, I'm sorry. Lovesuccessfully.com and read Sam's column on your tango. She has all those tips out there for Valentine's Day that everybody needs to go and check out. And Sam, once again, what are your social media handles? I'm at Lovesuccessfully on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find me on Twitter at love underscore expert underscore Sam. Yes, love underscore expert underscore Sam, right? Yes, sir. Yay. Okay, so go check out Sam. Follow her. Check out lovesuccessfully.com. And don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter every Wednesday on iTunes. Subscribe and, and hope that I get better so that next week I can come in and host the best show ever for you. Don't forget to follow us at no Filter Zach on Twitter and at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms. That's me personally, and I want you to give me your validation, so go and follow me right now. Bye. <laughs>